the Winnipeg Foundation invited Winnipeggers to share their visions for Winnipeg's next 100 years and the potential role philanthropy might play. This is our next 100. Today we'll hear from Jamil Mahmood, Executive Director of the Main Street Project. Winnipeggers impressed with their kindness and passion and willingness to help others. If we channel that generosity into our communities, our city can build on connections and relationships to be the best city in Canada. While studying at the University of Winnipeg for a bachelor's degree in international development, Jamil became active in grassroots activism. Since then, Jamil has also served as executive director for Spence Neighborhood Association, been the chair of Gang Action Interagency Network, and worked as a harm reduction outreach worker. In January 2021, Jamil started as executive director of the Main Street Project. Here is Jamil Mahmood. Thinking about what Winnipeg should be in 100 years is an act of creative visioning but it also necessitates painful reflection on our failures to build a city that raises all people up. We all have a vested interest in our city. The thing I've always loved about Winnipeg is that none of the challenges are unsolvable. We know the solutions, we just haven't made the right investments to reach them. Winnipeg is the place I call home. I always have and always will, no matter where I end up. I grew up in East Kildonan, in that working class neighborhood, I saw the city from the perspective of a child who played ball hockey in the streets. I grew up in a side-by-side -side across from a housing complex. On the other side of the housing complex was a huge field, the edge of the city, I thought. I didn't know there was a city beyond where I lived. Today, Winnipeg is fully connected from East Kildonan to Transcona, developed, expanded, sprawled. Once I was in my teens, I spent time going to punk shows, eating at Mondragon, and volunteering with Food Not Bombs. It brought me into the core of the city and that is where I fell in love with Winnipeg. There's a vibrancy at our core, the mix of arts community, the people who call the streets home and those who choose to live downtown, making up this interesting tapestry of a community. As I studied at the University of Winnipeg, I ventured into the central and west end neighborhoods. I learned about the people, the food, the life of our city. It led me to get involved in community development and dedicate my career to building community and not-for-profits. I want Winnipeg in 100 years to be a progressive, people-centered city. We build infrastructure that celebrates our city, but also addresses the challenges of colonization, trauma, and the effects of colonial systems have had on our people of Winnipeg. We build a social structure that prioritizes people over profits. We measure our successes on how our most vulnerable thrive in our city. We build a city that knows we can't be great until we provide housing, mental health supports, addiction supports, and love for all our people. We build communities that are living in dynamic families and we support each other. Winnipeggers impressed with their kindness and passion and willingness to help others. If we channel that generosity into our communities, our city can build on connections and relationships to be the best city in Canada. I believe philanthropy has a role to play. Until we can change government and systems to make appropriate investments into our community, we need philanthropy to fill those gaps, to make the investments in our future of our city and our people. I hope philanthropy becomes the change agent needed to reshape how we view our social systems and healthcare, treat those experiencing vulnerability and leverage the transformation we need to see. 
I want Winnipeg in 100 years to be a city that has embraced the fact that we are only as amazing as the systems we build to support our most vulnerable. We can move beyond Band-Aid approaches to address root causes. This is a choice, and it's one that the generous Winnipeg I know and love can make. My name is Jamil Mahmood, and that is my vision for Winnipeg for the next 100 years. Thanks, Jamil. You started getting involved in grassroots activism as a teenager. What role does grassroots activism play in bettering our city, and why do you think it's important to encourage and involve young people in that activism? Yeah, I think it's essential. I think real change starts at that grassroots level. So um, I find when activism starts reaching higher levels, it tends to just be uh, activism that focuses beyond our city. So I think getting involved at the grassroots level around you really connect to your local community, you know, your local, uh, you know, your local arts organization, your local, you know, community organizing group. It's really like the people you know, the your neighbors, the friends connection. So I think that's where the grassroots piece is so important. It also ties you in to something you care about, right? And and using your passion as a a leverage point for getting more active in our city, I think is really important. And I think the best uh, groups I've been a part of or seen do great things have all been driven by passion. And I think you get that from being connected locally to that that work. So that's why I think it's so important. And, and for young people, I think it's a great way to, to develop a voice and not everyone has to have the megaphone, lots of rules in terms of organizing. Uh, I'm not often one with a megaphone. Uh, so I often, you know, organizing behind the scenes or, you know, doing that kind of legwork that set up events. And, and you know, that's what I love doing. I like doing the behind the scenes organizing work and, and there's lots of rules for that, but it's hard to figure that out until you start doing it, right? So it's, if you start at a young age, you kind of see the different roles there are, and then you you identify the ones you want to do. You don't have to do everything. Not everyone has to be, you know, the the big you know public face of a of a project or outreach. It can be a small task, as just as like you know calling a meeting, getting folks to meet together, and someone else might take the lead at, at kind of that communication piece for the team, but you might be the one who organizes that group. So I think there's. Uh, it's super important that you get involved uh, and, and are given the opportunity to try different roles. And that's what uh, I was fortunate to have when I was younger is I got to try different roles in the in the groups I participated in. That really allowed me to kind of find what I liked doing and then do more of what I liked. To take the words from your essay, until there are changes to government and systems and while philanthropy is filling in the gaps, how can individuals help to make Winnipeg a more progressive, people-centered city? Yeah, I think, you know, a part of that is how people vote, you know, the decision to choose government is a big one. And then, you know, maybe one of the biggest forms of uh, using your voice in a way that everyone has a, the same amount of voice. Um, so I think that's important to think about. Governments don't change because a politician has a good idea. They change because people elect politicians with good ideas, right? So. Um, so I think, you know, while we're waiting for government to catch up, and government may never, the problem with government is that they're based on election cycles, so long-term change doesn't happen in four years or three years or two, depending on, you know, the, the cycle. So I think that's really important to recognize that the change has to be happening outside of a government mandate and, and really happening in the community and and uh, and in the systems that are, are there longer term, right? Our, our social safety net is not a, a short-term system. It's been established a long time. Healthcare is the same way, right? They're long-standing systems that 
really need to see that change from within. And, um, and so that's where we need to be putting pressure on holding our systems accountable. And I think, I hope that the pandemic has really raised people's attention to what's really important to have in terms of our healthcare system and uh, the resources we need, because I think a lot of the stuff pre-pandemic, people thought, you know, we have a good healthcare system, it'll be fine if anything catastrophic happens, and then we got hit with a pandemic, and uh, here we are, right? Our healthcare system is adequate. It's not meeting the needs of what we need. We don't have enough resources there, and it's being stretched to the max, right? And and that's just one system. You know, you think about housing, you think about uh, employment insurance, you know, all those things are, are really, you know, have been really stretched and test, and I think they really showed where those flaws are now, and now now's a good time to start saying, let's not just go back to the way it was before, let's look at how we make, actively make those changes, and, and that's what individuals have to do to, to, they have to advocate for those changes to happen, they have to tell their politicians, they have to talk to their systems, they have to, like, be public about the changes they want to see, and uh, that's the only way it'll happen and and organizing together. You don't need to only organize in political parties. You can organize around an issue, right? You know, the environment, climate change is going to be so important over these next few years. Uh, this summer is a good indication of how dry and hot it is, of the big changes, right? And it shouldn't have taken that. And I know uh, many of my friends and people who are environmentalists have been saying for years we need to change, but now we're seeing it and feeling it. Now's the time to really take action on these these really important issues. And and every issue is important. I don't want to diminish other kind of issues that people are advocating for, but it's really about uh, how collectively do we want to make a, a better city, a better place, a better country, and then working to make sure we have the right investments, the right policies. Um, and we're advocating to, you know, not just government, but two groups like the Wind Foundation. Wind Foundation does a great job of reaching out and trying to keep its pulse on what's happening and uh, finger on the pulse of what's happening. And that's really important because if uh, if, if foundations get outdated, then uh, it's harder for groups to get access to the money they need to make those change, right? So I think it's really important, and I think Winnipeg's lucky we have Women Foundation United Way groups that really care about being on the front lines and supporting what's happening on the front lines of our city, and that's important for making real change. Um, and that's what's happening. It's happening through not-for-profits. It's happening through small group organizing. It's, it's happening through, you know, infrastructure investments. It's for people, right? So I think that's we're on the forefront of doing it. We have been for a while, and it's just really, you know, aligning what's happening in, in the front lines of the community with what's happening behind doors in government and in bigger systems and, and kind of breaking that down so they align totally, right? And so I think that's where we got to work towards. Um, and I think, you know, we're doing a good job of getting there, but uh, but we, we shouldn't be waiting, right? Like the, you know, homelessness is a great example where solutions for homelessness exist. It's housing, right? And we all know that it's not a secret. If you if you don't have a house, if you don't have a place to live, you're going to be homeless, right? So that's something that we should have solved many years ago, but now's the time to really make that investment and in making sure we have social housing, we have supported housing, we have uh, programs that move people out of emergency crisis shelters and housing into more stable, supported living. And, and yeah, there's a price tag to it, but it's definitely cheaper than the cost of not doing it. And so that's a good example of where we can actually take action now and and build houses, build diverse houses, all new houses being built, all new condos, apartments, shall have mix and diversity built in there, varying incomes, you know, different supportive type housing, you know, it's way cheaper to have someone to go in and help someone stay housed versus having them come to a shelter and uh, hospital or any of those other places folks end up when they're not housed, right? So there's, you know, there's ways to do it pretty quickly and simply if we just make those those real investments and provide supported 
um, housing and, and supported, you know, that support is the thing. It's a, it's, we can't expect people to do everything independently. Um, we need to provide those supports built in and that's where um, there's lots of great people in Winnipeg doing that support work and getting folks into places and houses. There's not enough houses right now. So really that's one of the things I think we can move on right away and would address a lot of our challenges, would alleviate challenges on the healthcare system, on the you know emergency uh, crisis response, on the police system, on all those systems, just by housing people who are homeless, we, we could have a, a huge change dramatically in a short period of time. Our Next 100 is a series of essays envisioning Winnipeg's next 100 years, contributed by Winnipeggers and curated by the Winnipeg Foundation. If you would like to read more essays from Our Next 100 or listen to this episode again as a podcast, please visit wpgfdn.org slash next100. Thanks for listening.